WXXI and the Little Theater, this is Movies in a Microphone. The 2016 Oscars featured a three-hour mic drop from Chris Rock, it had upsets, an unexpected win from Leo, a big moment for journalism, and so much more happened Sunday night. We're going to recap it all right here. And don't worry, we do have some Girl Scout cookies upstairs, so we can all be Morgan Freeman and Michael Keaton and devour those delicious morsels a little later. This is true, I actually do have them, they're doubting me here. I am your host, Scott Pukas. I'm joined today by WXXI co-worker and movie super mega fan, Jackie McGriff. Jackie, this is long overdue. How are you doing today? <laughs> good, good, good. Feeling good. I love the Oscars and I'm glad to be here. It's great to have you here. <laughs> we also have film critic and friend of the podcast, Eric Van Dusen. Eric, it's great to see you again. I hope you brought your movies in a microphone punch card. I don't know if you did or not. Wow, sure. Why not? If you could do a... <laughs> talk about that and, and uh, put a fork in the Oscars. As great as it was, they're done with it. Let's, let's they're talk done. About it. <laughs> uh, and finally, we have Jeremy Reich, a film student at the University of Rochester and a little intern. Jeremy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, I said your name correctly, didn't I? Yes, thank <laughs> okay, you. Okay, nailed it. Excited to be here. <laughs> All right, as I said, you know, a lot went down last night. Uh, we have to start with the host here, Chris Rock. As you probably have heard, this year's awards that were crushed with controversy due to the alarming lack of diversity in the nominees. This opened up questions about larger issues in Hollywood, including the amount of, of opportunities presented uh, to minority talent. Um, as host, Rock used this stage to highlight these issues as only he can. So I'm going to start with you, Jackie. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on Chris Rock and his overall role here in the Oscars? Um, uh, the first two minutes, like he... He starts off strong, and I and I was watching with like a bunch of people, um, the Oscars, and we were like, okay, okay, like we were agreeing with stuff, and then it, he keeps going, and it continues to drag out, and we're kind of sitting there like, okay, like we get it, like don't take away from the people that are there, and you know have worked so hard to get there. I mean, yes, like movies need more diversity and everything, and 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 that's great. But at the same time, like, don't also take away from the people who, you know, have earned their spots in those in those nominations and everything. And I guess to be fair, I guess he just kept going on with like the jokes and everything, which, again, like the first two minutes I was I was enjoying like I was like, OK, yeah, like he's hitting some 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 you know rough spots and everything, but he's doing it well. And then he just kept going. And I think it just kind of took away from the Oscars for me. Okay, Eric. What were your thoughts? Agree? Disagree? Well, I, I guess I uh, I know what you mean, but at the same time, I I disagree a bit. I think Rock's role, especially at the beginning of the show, was was to make people uncomfortable. And as as the middle aged white guy in the room, I sat there hearing him talk about grandmothers being lynched back in the fifties and sixties, and I thought he is making me uncomfortable, and he's probably making everybody in the room there uncomfortable, and that's what he's supposed to do. I mean. My personal feeling about the Oscars this year and the diversity issue is that it hasn't been an Oscars issue as much as it's been a Hollywood issue, mm-hmm. is that Hollywood has a diversity problem. Hollywood has that kind of uh, sorority racism that Rock talked about last night. It's an ongoing issue, and it needs to be dealt with on a much broader scale than the Oscars can ever hope to accomplish all by themselves. What he did last night was call out all the, the richest and most accomplished people in Hollywood who were sitting in that audience and said, Tomorrow you're going to leave and and you're going to go up about your lives and your careers. You got to keep thinking about this. You got to keep concentrating on how to solve this issue. 364 other days of the year besides just Oscar night, and he needed to to make people uncomfortable, unsettle them a bit to make that work. I thought he pulled it off. I, I, Chris Rock's he's he's hit and miss as a comedian for me, but I thought last night he really nailed it. 
And I agree. The bigger issue was the just the amount of opportunities, which I think he highlighted. It wasn't just this Oscars, and he overall he brought that to issue, and he he did it, especially the monologue. I mean, I thought that was I mentioned a mic drop moment in my intro. To me, that was it. He was funny. It was just great. Um, what were your thoughts? Um, I mean, I agree that it was supposed to be awkward and was supposed to bring attention to it. But I also think that yeah, it went on, you know, for. A long time and kept bringing it up and basically that seemed to be the main joke of the whole thing which mm-hmm. is important but again it's way it's it, it's too much I, I thought I mean like there I feel like there was nothing else there's no other jokes or no other topics mm-hmm. to, that he was bringing up or talking about see I, I was glad he kept at it I thought that was necessary I, I thought some of the jokes were hit or miss the, the segment where they went to the I think it was a movie theater in Compton and I read mm-hmm. later I'll need my fact checker uh, just check this but I don't even know if there is a movie theater in Compton I saw an article it's like maybe there isn't and I thought that was a little it's like oh they heard of these movies spotlight and I didn't think that quite proved the point but most of the jokes I, I think they did hit and they were they were funny for the most part but they also you know they like a good joke they had they had something behind them, a meaning behind them, that a truth to it that, um, like what you said, Eric, you know, really I think would make people either uncomfortable or make them think, which uh, was certainly the goal. Yeah, I think that Compton um, remote w- was really telling in a lot of different ways. I mean, the idea that that everybody in Hollywood thinks that their stuff is is the, the best of the best, and and it's the it's the the premier uh, film entertainments, and yet. So many people in the country don't pay attention to the Oscars, especially not the way it's sort of evolved into a uh, rather exclusive and, and racially not very diverse crowd. Uh, I, I hope people in the audience were listening. I know that I know that people at home were listening, and, and it, it should be a wake-up call. Now, that said, again, I, I think it, it's really a Hollywood issue and not an Oscar issue. And to me, this whole we're going we're gonna to become activists as Oscar voters – it, it's it's a false effort if if it doesn't get followed up by having real change made at, at movie making levels because somebody pointed out to me uh, a few weeks ago that picking on the Oscars for Hollywood's diversity problem is like picking on a college for having a diversity problem on graduation day. It's a little late mm-hmm. when everybody's walking across the stage with their diploma. You, you need to be able to identify it a lot earlier. And and I think a lot of what the the subtext of the uh, diversity type footage last night was doing was addressing that and reminding people that tonight's fun, there's a lot of great films being saluted, and there were great films being saluted, but at the same time, diversity is an issue that's going to pervade after tonight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an all-year thing. we got to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's a good point. And I don't mean to gloss over it. I do feel it's an important issue. We do have a lot to talk about, so moving on. I like that analogy you used, though. That was a solid analogy. So, Jeremy, we're going to start with you. We're <laughs> switching gears here completely. Uh, we're talking about favorite moment. What was your favorite moment? Of the Oscars last night, or favorite well, moments of the yeah. Multiple well, I mean, I I, just, I love just how, how Mad Max kept winning mm-hmm. all the technical awards. I loved that movie, and I was really nervous that it wasn't going to get the recognition it deserved. You know, Frank Miller like coming back, like doubting like is, is what's Mad Max gonna be like, and he absolutely nailed it. And I thought it was amazing, and I'm really happy that. Um, it, people, other people, other people seem to agree, and the critics seem to agree. Okay, we'll go back this way then, Eric. What's what was your favorite moment? My favorite moment? Um, I'll go for the sentimental moment when the uh, the droids from Star Wars came out, <laughs> and Jacob Tremblay just picks up this this great little kid who probably should have gotten nominated for best supporting actor I for feel Room, he and and he, he's been the, the the darling of the award season anyway, and he shows up at the show, and you can probably imagine that 
he he's he's there to play. He, he's 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 really into it. But at the same time, it's a lot of adults talking about a lot of stuff that's way over his head. And suddenly, R two D two and C three PO and and BB eight roll out, and the kids like it's Christmas morning. <laughs> it's got to be amazing for him. And it's it's great to watch that kind of thing. But um, I agree with Mad Max. I mean, it was my favorite film last year. At the same time, I got a lot of love for Spotlight. It was great mm-hmm. to see that get Best Picture at the end of the night. A nice surprise to, to kick things or close things off. Um, and and Leonardo DiCaprio got The Revenant, and The Revenant was was not my favorite film of the year. Uh, but if nothing else, it's nice to see people who are complaining that he hasn't gotten due. They can stop complaining now. He's gotten his award. Now we can just go back to acting. And going back to the robots, I like you either put this on Twitter. I think it was maybe Facebook. Um, you said you applauded the producer for going right to Jacob Tremblay when they come out, which they I knew agreed. just what to do. They said, oh, the robots are here. Where's that kid? we got to find <laughs> that kid in the audience. It was a great moment. All right, Jackie. Well, first of all, Jackie, did you? I know you were trying to squeeze in a chance to see all the Best Picture nominees. Did I you did. get a chance to do it? I did. Um, so <laughs> yesterday... Um, and I'm sorry, it wasn't the little theater. I went to Pittsburgh Cinema. I'm, I'm um, bleeping that were, out. But they I'm were, bleeping they out were Pittsburgh. showing. That's what it deleted. <laughs> but they were showing the big short and room, which were the last two that I hadn't seen. I just bought The Martian. I watched it the night before. Um, and then Pittsburgh Cinema on Sunday was showing um, both the big short and room. So I went there and watched the two in a row, then went straight to my friend's house to watch the Oscars. So, yeah, I got all eight. I love Best it. picture I love nomination. It. There you go. <laughs> so, what was what was your favorite moment then, aside from just your hectic day of movie watching? <laughs> I wouldn't call it hectic. It was awesome. No, um, but uh, my at least one of my favorite moments because there was several. I mean, I loved that Mad Max was sweeping for a while there. I, I was just like, oh my gosh, it better get the recognition that it deserves because so much effort. And not to say that not you know all of the movies didn't have as much effort because they they did and but in other i think respects though mad max was just like phenomenal as far as like the the, the visual effects and everything and the, the costume design production design all of that you could just see it and I, I loved that but i also loved jacob tremley's um shout out to chris rock when he stands up there um with the the I forget what his name is. The kid from... Beast of No Nation. Yeah, Beast of No Nation. Yeah, yeah. And he stands up there, and Chris Rock is walking away, and he manages to sneak in. I love Judah Madagascar. I just (laughs) thought that was so adorable. Yeah, so... I also love that that, that Jacob Tremblay was more articulated when he was announcing the winner than, Mm -hmm. like, a lot of the other announcers. Right. That was was a great little... Even though he couldn't hear him, because they pushed him too far away from the microphone. (laughs) Bastard. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that he was too far away. You could tell that he started to bring up the levels of the mic, and then the... The other kids start talking and it was too loud. But I'm, I'm glad you started talking about this. One of my questions is not even really a question. It's just how great are Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay? Oh I want them to star in everything. A buddy comedy. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. It's room like is, cops. Yeah, Room is such a serious movie. But mm-hmm. they, and you could tell in the movie, just the bond between them. Yeah. They're just in this yeah. small space. And Room really was incredible. I was surprised more people hadn't seen it. Just because they feel the subject matter is depressing. I think but. it's a downer, and that's what keeps people away. Hopefully, um, her winning Best Actress will, will persuade more people to check it out. It's definitely right. worth seeing. Yeah. I mean, if, I really feel they should be in another movie together. They were so <laughs> The way they high-fived after she won. It was just <laughs> just not a romantic comedy. Just <laughs> yeah, no, that's the only one. All right, biggest upset. I'm going to start with you here, Jackie. Oh, dear. Um... <laughs> We were talking about it a little bit before we started, but um, I was really, a, I, I love this movie, don't get me wrong, but I was not happy with Ex Machina winning visual effects. Just oh, you know I, I'm on the Ex Machina bandwagon <laughs> here. 
I love I love Ex Machina. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. I, I thought it was brilliant. Um, and I didn't. I almost didn't think it would get anything just because it was so early on in the year before. And I was like, usually the ones that are the movies that come out closer to the Oscars are the ones that get uh, recognized. But to, to see Ex Machina even on the sheet was just. Which well, didn't that come out in fantastic. April? It came out almost April. a year yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 So uh. I, I mean I. Like I was happy for it in the end, but I really wanted Mad Max to win visual effects. It, it was it was very. I just thought it was impressive. Like I'm watching this, and I'm like, this movie, like all of the the effort that goes into shooting. It's it's basically like a two and a half hour car chase. I mean, and to make that interesting, and to have a story that goes along with it, and to have like maybe five percent of the movie only be CGI, like in the rest of it just be natural like effects is just brilliant to me so i was a little disappointed that mad max didn't win visual effects that was such a surprise too i mean just xbox that was one of the lowest budget i think movies that have one special mm-hmm. effects you always see the big space ones right, and right i thought mad max would have that or the revenant uh which i know you were talked about eric earlier i was actually surprised star wars didn't win more and not not as a not as somebody who was rooting for it to win but i figured it was such a a commercial blockbuster mm-hmm. that they would be looking for ways to reward it, and I figured the, the visual effects categories would would be that way. And I'm, I'm I'm actually a little relieved to see they they went toward sheer quality as opposed to just rewarding commercialism. But in terms of uh, Ex Machina, I mean, I, I think I agree. It's an mm-hmm. it's an amazing film. It was the first film I looked at last year and thought this is going to be one of the best films of the year. Right. Um, but it really. It's its look really was a triumph of visual effects in in the traditional sense for Hollywood. I think in a way that Mad Max wasn't. Mad Max picked up production design, mm-hmm. and I thought it was incredibly deserving for production design. Mm-hmm. And 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 winning so many technical awards as it did was completely in keeping with a film that was a, a, a real technical triumph. It, it was a work of art to look at. But I think Ex Machina, if they're if they were going to give it anything, give it something like visual effects mm-hmm. where credits really where credit is due. I, it it it's a beautiful looking film and so much of that is CGI as opposed right. to what you were saying about Mad Max which yeah. is really a triumph of production design mm-hmm. in, in in a lot of ways more than visual effects. Yeah, I agree. I I think Ex Machina had it just because it's so it's so subtle. Like you really believe that you know that there's that this robot like mm-hmm. that this person could be like this. And like it's like so sudden. I get the fact that it was like just these people and every and 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 so believable and so realistic and so like strange but yet possible. I thought it was very cool how they made it like that. Yeah, it makes a really exotic, futuristic environment seem incredibly real and and yeah, approachable. Exactly. And and again, n- nothing against Mad Max. I think Mad Max. I, I think my review last year, I called it um, like like a painting, and it really mm-hmm. does make an argument for summer filmmaking being possible to be true art. But I think a lot of that art falls into the category of production design as opposed to visual effects. It, it, it's I would never give it any demerits for anything that it was trying to do mm-hmm. on screen. But if if it had to divvy up the awards a bit last night, I was kind of thrilled to see Ex Machina get something. And visual effects is is not a bad choice. And I think those visual effects go hand in hand with uh, Alicia Vikander's performance and everyone's. Yeah. And I, you know, I saw a lot of commentary after she won uh, Best Supporting Actress for Danish Girl. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, you know what? Uh, she, we'll just pretend it's for Ex Machina because she was brilliant. Uh, well, last year was a fantastic year for her. Oh, yeah. I mean, every four or five years or so, you'll find one actor or one actress who has an it year where, where they do four or five movies in, in a row. And suddenly, uh, 12 months earlier, nobody knew they existed. And now they're all anybody can talk about. That was Jessica Chastain a couple of years ago. She right. Was and in Gretchen Mall, <laughs> t- t- like five, ten years before that. I mean, uh, 
but between Danish Girl and Ex Machina, even Man from Uncle, uh, what the Testament of Youth, it was a great year for her. And it it, it would have been a shame not to see her win for something. Frankly, she would have been uh, great in a lot of different uh, roles for for Best Supporting Actress. But I, I really do have a soft spot for her for Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm just excited to see more of what she has to offer after such an amazing year. It's like, how do you follow it up? And I wouldn't expect another year with seven films or whatever. But, no, no. <laughs> but you know, there's great performances in the future. Um, some other upsets I had. Um, I mean, I think there should be a Best Popcorn Award and the Little Popcorn should get that. Um, but th- there was a number of them. And actually, I saw a lot of people surprised by Mark Rylance win- winning for Bridge of Spies. Uh, humble brag here. Did have that in my Oscar pool. Mm-hmm. Um, although in my Oscar pool, I should have went with my gut and a few of them. I just I switched it up. We had our, our little book fair the week before the Oscars, and we had to pick uh, Best Picture. Pick Spotlight. And then during the week, I listened to all these people kind of touting Revenant, saying Revenant's unstoppable. So I picked that in my pool. Was not Obviously, it was not correct. Spotlight won Best Picture, um, which I was happy about. Out of those nominees, that was the one I was pulling for. I know there was a lot of support by Mad Max, which I would have been fine with as well. But for me, it was Spotlight. Um, do you guys? So my first question is, was that an upset, do you think, that that won? And second, are you good with that winning? Uh, I'll start with you, Jeremy, here. Um, I personally... I, I I'm happy that Revenant didn't win. That that uh, either either Mad either Mad mm-hmm. Max that one had been great or Spotlight was great. But honestly, I, Revenant was great, but it just wasn't the best picture. Maybe best director, which which it won and stuff, and best cinematography. But I, I just didn't think it was gonna that should have won best picture. Yeah. So no, I don't think it was an upset. I agree. I actually think that that Revenant um, was a little over awarded last night. As much as I like in uh, mm-hmm. uh, Inuritu. Uh, I, I didn't think his was the best direction of the year. I, I would have given it definitely to George Miller or or Tom McCarthy. I thought I thought Spotlight was a brilliant film, and and you can't find two more different movies to to look at with favor. Um, in in terms of Spotlight winning, I, I thought great. You know, let, let's give it some 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 true love. It, it, it's it's the kind of movie that needs to get more recognition. It, it, it's it's an ensemble cast. It's taking on a downer subject, but it's but it's doing it with with integrity and and almost affection, not for the priests, obviously, but for the reporters who, who give so much of their lives to trying to make this stuff happen in an environment that doesn't really want them around anymore. It, it, it's it's a brilliant film. All right. Um, and to me, I was just, I'm from a journalism background, so to see a movie like that win, and, you know, I don't know, it doesn't really necessarily help. Like, I saw people like, oh, it's a win for journalism. I don't know if I'd go that far. They're, they're not going to be hiring investigative reporters <laughs> after that movie, no. <laughs> no, and people aren't going to subscribe to newspapers, but... <laughs> But it's a good movie, and it shows the work that goes into something like that. And I I just thought it was really well done. And I I think the best picture, you know, more people will pay attention to it. And actually, I should mention, too, we will be uh, having an encore run of Spotlight at the Little Theater. I don't have the dates at this moment, but look out for that. We will have an encore run. So if you want to see it again or if you haven't seen it, it will return to the theater. Jackie, what were your thoughts on Spotlight here? Um, Spotlight was in my top three. And I loved... Top three is good. Yeah, yeah, top three. <laughs> top and, three is elite. Yeah, and uh, and I loved The Revenant. I, I loved everything about it, about it, cinematography, the acting, the just just everything about that movie. I just thought it was beautifully done. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to give anything best picture, um, not only does it need to be great on all counts, but also, like 
just having a message. I love The Revenant. I was actually rooting for it to get Best Picture, but when they said, you know, Best Picture goes to, um, and then they announced Spotlight, I was like, okay, if you're going to give anyone Best Picture, it should be uh, a movie with a message, and that had a clear one, and it was it was brilliant. So when that won, I was like, you know what, this is this is perfect. So speaking of perfect, happy. can I talk about one of my favorite ones? The best score, the winner. Oh, and the Yeah, there it is. Which that was just first of all, that was I think one of my favorite scores of the year, especially out of the candidates. I didn't know if it would win. I did pick it for my pool, just kind of what I wanted to see win. Mm -hmm. And when it did, I you know that was a good moment for me. Jackie, can you talk? You you looked especially you smiled when I said that. You know what were your thoughts then on this win? I'm such a music geek. Um, <laughs> music I, is awesome. Yeah, it, it, who it's amazing. Love it? I okay, just in case you didn't know. So I am one who regularly, like on a daily basis, will blast film scores. Like I have a lot of film scores on my iPod. I mean, I can tell you right now. Like I was watch or I was listening again to Mad Max last night. Um, I still have yet to download Star Wars, but and Ennio Morricone. I I love westerns, and he is just. He's so good. Like, I, and I love John Williams, and I love you know all the you know, the ones that the household names and everything. But as far as like just brilliance and like just having the perfect sound to the movie, like Ennio just nailed it. And I was so happy, so happy to see him win. And again, like being in a, the same category as John Williams, you're like okay. I was kind of okay. like before they announced it, I was like, please don't, please don't pick John Williams because it's like. <laughs> It it seems like such like the I guess the mainstream choice if that makes any sense the expected choice right yeah. the expected choice great. right exactly he knows I mean, well last night won... it was his fiftieth nomination right I mean, John Williams does not suffer for inferiority yeah. complex John Williams knows he's loved in Hollywood and and I agree it, it would have been a very easy choice for them to give Star Wars a little love that way um, and I'm really again nothing against Star Wars it was fun it was right. fine whatever but. This was not the year for Star Wars at the Oscars. I mean, I, I agree with you completely about Ennio. I, I, I think that that I'm not a big proponent of well, he's due because he didn't win in the past. At I, the same I time, when you're that. when you get to be that age and you've never won before, to, to deliver on a on a score like Hateful Eight, which is actually a pretty brilliant score. Mm-hmm. It's great to see all of those things come together and see this guy be able to accept in his lifetime. Personally, I mean, I also love Thomas Newman's score for Bridge of Spies, yes. a film that I thought yeah. really did not get enough affection from the from the uh, critics or from from the Oscars this year. Um, and I and I and one that was nominated was uh, Michael Cicchino's score uh, for Inside Out, mm-hmm. which was just yeah. gorgeous. This really wonderful jazz inflected score, uh, and and. It, it basically, it was just it was a good year at the movies last year. Mm-hmm. A lot of great things got nominated, and a lot of great things got shut out. Mm-hmm. Well, wasn't there only like three nominated? There wasn't a large number of nominated ones for this category. Or... I'll never understand uh, the, the criteria the Academy puts in. This year, there were five animated feature uh, films, and and that's that's great. I mean, the more the merrier, within reasons, of course. But uh, but yeah, when they when they only pull out three, when there a lot of great stuff to nominate as well, I, I'll never quite understand that. And Jackie, I'm with you. Actually, when I was writing my script for this very podcast, mm. I listened to the Inception soundtrack. So. <gasps> oh, brilliant. Oh, <laughs> so man. I'm with do you. Not, do not listen to that at night. It is super creepy. <laughs> that and Interstellar, like, yeah, oh, like, wow. you're, you know, you, you think you know, it's going to be fine. It's going to be normal. And you listen to these and you're, some of these are just like, ah, uh, this sounds creepy. This is not the mood that I want to set for like my car ride home at night. This yeah. is just not it. Yeah. Well, I kind of want to listen to the Inception one while I'm <laughs> sleeping and dreaming. I mean, it's a... <laughs> oh, no, it kind of makes you feel like something's about to go Yeah, exactly. Wrong. You don't know exactly what. Just anything it's, Christopher it's Nolan happen. does, just, <laughs> just don't listen to it at night. 
By the way, while we're talking about music and disappointments, how about best song? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. what the heck? Oh, I mean, I, I'll admit that I had never heard um, Lady Gaga's performance of the, of, of the song that she was nominated right. for until she performed. Her it. performance is incredible. Her performance was Powerful. amazing, Powerful. and I guess I can only assume that the voters saw Spectre and didn't see The Hunting Ground. And and so maybe just weren't exposed to the film enough in in advance to, to give it the credit where it was due. But the idea that they would reward um, Sam Smith for a performance that I, I called him the human metronome last night, <laughs> just bobbing back and forth and back and forth. And it wasn't a very good song and he performed it badly and he wins over this performance that was one of the defining moments of the Oscars this year and really maybe in the last five or ten years. It, it, it was a wonderful performance and what the heck were they thinking? Yeah, I just first of all, radio had did a way better version of Spectre. <laughs> so he didn't even write the best version of Spectre of a Bond theme. It just I, I don't know. I just don't know anyone that was happy with that. And I think you're absolutely right, Eric. I think they just didn't see I don't know if you guys read the Hollywood Reporter. Every they're one of their uh, reporters every year does a column where he anonymously talks with people who who are voters and you get a lot of inside knowledge. Like a lot of them are like yeah, I didn't see all the movies. I mean, which is a shame to think about and another one of the problems. Yeah. Well, um, I know there awards. are some categories where they require anybody who's going to vote to see everything. I think uh, foreign language film and mm-hmm. perhaps documentaries fall into that mm-hmm. category. And, and that, that becomes a little understandable when you factor in that those are films that, that maybe challenge viewers anyway. But best song. You don't even have to watch the movie. Just listen to the <laughs> yeah. song, for God's sakes. It's not that hard. And if, if you did, I got to think you, you'd give it to Lady Gaga. It was just it, it was an extraordinary performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially right there. I mean, like it was right. I, I think she was first, right? And she crushed that. Um, another thing I liked: uh, Brie Larson went and hugged. I don't know if you guys oh, saw. Yeah. That. She was hugging oh, all the yeah. victims as they were mm-hmm. coming by. Yeah. Um, but that, that was just so powerful. And to have that lose to Sam Smith, who then who didn't even very give a great speech either. No, then he's talking about how I I think I might be the first uh, gay, uh, openly gay Oscar uh, winner when Dustin Last Blank won uh, a few years back for writing the screenplay from Milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 it was it was just a black mark on, on the Yeah, Oscars I mean, at least know, yeah, know your history if you're going to make a claim like that. Yeah. It just was, it just the overall thing was, I, I think, I don't know, upsetting. Yeah, that, that that to me was was the moment of the night that just made me want to punch something. It, it, I, <laughs> yeah. I was a complete Lady Gaga convert after watching that performance, and I got to, and I actually I got to imagine after seeing her perform it live, I bet a lot of people in the audience, a lot of whom are Academy voters, were probably thinking, "Oh crap, what did I, I do? I made a huge mistake. <laughs> can, I, can I get yeah. my ballot back, please?" <laughs> All right, uh, we will move on after that. Okay, over any other any other. Moments that stood out for you during this broadcast? No, nothing's just jumping out. <laughs> we covered a lot. We covered a lot. I, don't know, I, I just couldn't get over the when they were going through the uh, best act, actors, actress, and supporting. Uh, just the, how when they were announcing them. The oh, camera the camera work. Oh. <gasps> yeah, we kept, was we kept making so jokes strange. about the cameraman being drunk or something. I don't, I don't know. It was just like it was weird. Well, every like... every couple of years they try something new there, that way. <laughs> where this time it was you know shoot them from 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 below mm-hmm. looking up with with the. The, the backlit photos of, of the nominees behind them. And then, hey, let, let, let's maneuver the camera so that we can get, as they're mentioning, God, each nominee, so a mm-hmm. little cutaway. Of, like, no, it was just a bad <laughs> idea. It made everybody dizzy. You could even tell some of the presenters were trying oh, yeah, to shift yeah. around <laughs> to, to meet where the camera was going. It's, it, it's not a good idea. Probably one you won't see again next year. Speaking of, of terrible production ideas, that whole crawl 
with the thank yous. See, I liked that. Oh, yeah. oh my, I really? I liked it because in case they forget, because, okay, if I was accepting an award, all right, and I forgot to mention someone, like, I'd be like, oh, great. Like, I'd be devastated. But, you know, it's going across, it's also going across the screen. So in case I forgot anybody, there it is. And but it's I just, not just like, going across. See. It's flying yeah, across did, the Would you screen. feel, let's say if someone else was, like, thinking, forgot to thank you, yeah. or whatever, would you feel better with seeing your name Going through, I just. I mean, my, my like, name is on the TV. Like, I'm excited about that. Like, my know. name is on the TV. Oh my like god! A weird gimmick. I, I know but. what you mean, and and I suppose for, for the very small number of people watching who would fall into the category of being thanked by an Oscar winner, it, it would be great. But I think for the millions of people who weren't being thanked, it it made it feel like we're watching CNN while while, while we're watching the Oscars, and it, and it, plus it was inconsistently done. So some of the times they had it, other times they didn't have it. There, were, there was one case in particular, I, I'm not going to remember the category, but there were multiple winners. And so they had to squeeze all of the thank yous <laughs> in sequence, and it's just rolling through so fast. I felt like I was watching the, the credits on Saturday Night Live when the show's over and they got to mm-hmm. wrap it up in 30 seconds. It, 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 oh, it, it I know what you mean, and I can understand the, the the idea of trying to mollify the the winners and, and and get them to relax a little bit and maybe shorten their speeches, which is a very good cause. Don't get me wrong, but boy, I'd, please don't do that again. Please, please, Oscar. Don't I would imagine again. it would not be back, but but you never know. I mean, I think kind of the concept of it is all right. Just the execution was poor. I, it probably won't be back. So let's talk about let's talk about Leo. Everyone <laughs> knew he was going to win. This is quite obvious. I loved his speech. I thought it was a very good speech. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on this? I mean, he he must have known. He knew he was winning. Everyone knew he was yeah. winning. You know, do you think? You got to be careful of that though. Sly, Sly Stallone thought he was winning, and everybody thought Sly Stallone was going to win. Mm-hmm. I got to imagine Sly Stallone went home and punched whatever <laughs> hanging slab of meat was available <laughs> because uh, he, he was obviously on the red carpet. He was dying to win, and he was expecting to win, and he. Be lost rather embarrassingly, but I but I agree with you. I think that that everybody expected that Leo was going to win, um, deserved it, didn't deserve it. It, it. It's certainly the most most flamboyant performance of the year, and and it does you know give him the ability to to get it an award uh, after what six nominations where he hasn't won. Yeah, I think this was his sixth one. This the, okay. I, I um, so. Personally, I would have rather seen Tom Hanks get it, but he didn't even get nominated, so that would be a little <laughs> problem really in terms of last night. Now, I, I didn't necessarily have a. I, I really like Brian Cranston a lot in Trumbo, and I just I don't know if any of you guys saw Trumbo. He was great, but the character yeah, so what he does is what he writes. He has a typewriter, sits in the bathtub, and writes with scotch with his typewriter in the tub. It's brilliant. I absolutely want to do that. So that's great that's what I took from that. It was great. I I don't know how much of his performance wasn't coming from the director as opposed to Cranston. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Cranston's a great talent. And I think he's a very strong actor, and he was great in Trumbo. But a lot of his performance seemed like it was built on those kinds of affectations. And once he did it once, you kind of saw that. And and for him to do it six more times in the course of the film, I don't think it really added an awful lot after that first time. Again, I think he's great, and and I think he's a a fine actor. I'm glad to see he's getting that kind of recognition. I think Breaking Bad has really kind of made him more visible. And so Mm -hmm. a film like Trumbo, which he could have easily made five years ago, but nobody would have seen it. Now with Breaking Bad in his resume, people are going to seek it out. I mean, I really feel his role as Tim Watley in Seinfeld should have <laughs> should have made him more visible. But he was he's also obviously incredible in uh, Breaking Bad. So I did want to talk about too the best animated short. If anyone listened to our preview podcast, you know I'm a huge fan of World of Tomorrow. I thought World of Tomorrow would win. I picked it in my Oscar pool. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I still win it. I only went up against my girlfriend. I beat her. 
I won that. <laughs> I told her I was going to mention that, so I had to. Well, I'm sure she'll appreciate that little <laughs> shout-out. She out. will be mad at me. <laughs> but maybe not. We never know. So anyway, what were you guys' thoughts? Uh, Eric, we were talking about this a little beforehand. Uh, you, you seemed happy with Bear's story. When it, was... it was my favorite of, of the five uh, nominees. I didn't think it was going to win. I thought World of Tomorrow would win. World of Tomorrow seemed like the kind of magnum opus of, of filmmaking that would uh, draw the attention of the voters. 15 minutes long, you know, incredibly well written. I thought, you know, from a script perspective, World of Tomorrow, if, if that's how they're grading the films, it really should have won based on that alone. I, I thought it was a little long. I thought, to me, it, it began to... to wear on me after 10 minutes in or so. But Bear Story just had me from the moment uh, it started, and I, I found myself rooting for it, hoping it would win. I was, I was thrilled to see it did. did. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw the animated shorts opening night at the Little, and I remember after Bear Story played, there was applause, and I'm like, this is going to win, I thought. Uh, it wasn't my favorite. Like I said, World of Tomorrow was my favorite. Actually, my two favorites were the two longest ones, which were World of Tomorrow and uh, What We Do in the Cosmos, I believe. Oh, the- uh, we can't live without cosmos yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the russian astronaut one yeah, which that, I, was very whimsical and and well done as well yeah. I, I wasn't crazy about the ending of that one but i thought it, it, in general it was wonderful i, I really enjoyed watching that one a lot uh, and world of tomorrow it, it, it also had the benefit of being on netflix early a, a lot of people would have been able to see it very very easily mm-hmm. um it, it was a very strong film but it didn't win so mm-hmm. there it is I'm just so. It was one of my favorite 17 minutes in the movie theater. I'll, I'll never get over it. I'm kidding. Okay, so we're gonna get to final thoughts in a second. But first, what I want to ask is, what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, like Eric said at the you know, the beginning, you know, the Oscars they're over. We're looking ahead now. What what movies, performances? Obviously, we don't know the full slate of movies. But what are you guys looking forward to this year? Jackie, go for it. Um. Okay, well, yeah, now that the Oscars are over, it's back to blockbusters for me. Um, so And movies I'm, at the Little. Yes, I'm going to dub over. Hey, I saw I'm just dubbing over here. and I saw Hateful Eight at the Little. So Jackie is a little super fan. <laughs> I'll note that. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so, and I love, I mean, I, I'm wearing a Superman um, shirt right now. So. <laughs> I can confirm she is indeed. So I think I might be into superhero movies. Um, yeah, so and there was already Deadpool. That already came out. I enjoyed that. But I'm, what I'm looking forward to is... Um, Captain America: Civil War, Batman versus Superman. Um, I can't really think of any. X Men: Apocalypse. Oh, of course, thank you. There so are you a few superhero me. movies. I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as the f- yeah, what the future holds. I mean, right now it's just like blockbusters and stuff. Because I mean, the summer's coming. Uh, the summer's coming. Sooner or later, please register, please. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> we've we, this has been a bad thing here. <laughs> I'm just. I'm already. I'm. I'm already. Over like it. The little the winter that we've had. I'm <laughs> already over it. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. We'll go to you. What are you looking forward to seeing? Um, well, I have to agree. I'm obsessed. Movies with at the little. S- super. Super. <laughs> <laughs> movies at the little. It's unanimous. <laughs> uh, Captain America: Civil War. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm all about the. Expand universes. Follow. I follow all the TV shows, Netflix series of the Marvel universe, and I'm just very excited to see how they take it from the uh, comics to, uh, mm-hmm. and how they do. I mean, how they can manage it with like now they have to worry about like you know which actors they can still keep, yeah. contractual obligations and stuff like that. So I'm very excited for that. Batman vs Superman. I'm, I'm. I just. I want to love it. 
I'm, I really hope that it's good. Even if but, it's terrible, it'll be fun to make fun of. I guess. Because, I mean, Jesse but, Eisenberg but is there's going to be like 15 Luther, more movies. So it's fun to make fun of all of them. <laughs> all these blockbusters that you don't even mention, Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> Which, there's probably a I'm reason sorry. For that. <laughs> what, are you it's nostalgia. <laughs> nostalgia. No, if I want nostalgia, I'll go back and watch the original. <laughs> Bill Pullman from, I believe, Hornell, or at least the greater right, Rochester area. It was one of the greatest movie speeches of all time in Independence Day. Oh, you can't deny awesome. that. You, you had a nice bit last night, I think, somewhere online about uh, how he should really have something about Leap Day. Yes. There, there should be a movie about Leap Day <laughs> yeah. with, a, with a rousing Bill Pullman speech about today we celebrate our Leap Day. It would make a great sci-fi. Th- well, at first I was like rom-com because I pitched before on the podcast my idea for uh, Tax Day, the movie. Very good rom-com <laughs> skip script um so now i was thinking leap day but apparently there is a leap year rom-com. yeah yeah so, oh yeah without amy it, adams, amy adams and, yeah so um, now so we're going the Matthew action Good. route yeah. the action route there all right eric what are you looking forward to well I, I i like superhero movies too i do i mean i like blockbusters as much as the next guy but there are some really cool movies coming up this year uh lit fans are going to love uh, girl with the train coming in i think september with emily mm-hmm. blunt uh great thriller that that's gonna be as big as gone girl you think uh, different it, types. It, it, it could be. I mean, it obviously depends on the quality of the film. Gone Girl was, was really strong, really mm-hmm. well made, a mm-hmm. very good adaptation. I mean, but but it's got a great cast, uh, so let's hope. But uh, my personal favorite that I'm looking forward to this year, and, and it is kind of appropriate coming off the Oscars, Michael Keaton's p- perhaps a three-peat for him um, with The Founder coming out in, in November right around Thanksgiving. It's a biopic about Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, with Michael oh. Keaton playing mm-hmm. – uh, Oh, wow. That one was not in my radar, but that sounds cool. And Michael Keaton's the man. I loved his reaction winning his fist pump. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a great actor who's been unappreciated. And if, if you like superhero movies, of yeah, course, he's of course. he's Batman, yeah, the original Batman. Um, but but he's really come into his own the past couple of years. And you know, t- to be a part of two films winning Best Picture back to back, who knows? Maybe, maybe he could do it three times in a row. Going for the triple. All right, we'll get to final thoughts. So you guys can give any of your final thoughts on the Oscars, anything we missed. Um, you can shout out to any of your websites or Twitter accounts if you want. Jeremy, you can go for it first this time. Um, final thoughts. You can say hi to your mom. <laughs> hi, mom. Your significant <laughs> other, your brother, anyone. Yeah, hi, like Jeremy's that. mom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. She'll, she'll be, uh, I guess, happy. This is <laughs> it. I'm not sure she knows what a podcast is. Millions of <laughs> listeners. Is it on the computer? Her. Tell her, convince her this is the most popular one. Oh, she'll, she'll be thrilled. <laughs> be like, Serial, what's that? Listen to movies <laughs> in a microphone. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see what, with this whole controversy and stuff, like mm-hmm. if anything really does, because unfortunately it might, something might not really happen. We'll we'll see like what the results of that is, what people like how people like go, like think about movies go how they what, what new movies are gonna be green lit now that like movies like Straight Outta Compton ended up being amazing mm-hmm. like with, with I I would I would say not as much expectation as as it as it turned out to be so I'm interested to see how that uh, turns out see if out. there actually is change yeah. that's a good point mm-hmm. all right Eric final thoughts. I thought it was a great year for movies. I thought the Oscars were were amazing in terms of recognizing that. At the same time, good. Let's let's keep talking about diversity. It it is so easy to pack the presenter roster with with people of color and a lot harder to make movies that really reflect the diversity in the world. If they don't if they don't stop treating it like it's a once a year thing, 
we're not going to get anywhere. And and they need to really increase the number of films that are out there that have diverse casts that are made by diverse filmmakers. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to do anything more than just reward them with token gestures. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that doesn't help anybody. The Oscars have a tough enough time being taken seriously these days for, for aesthetic credibility. Uh, they're not going to increase that by, by creating the perception that one out of every five nominees needs to have you know an African-American mm-hmm. cast or an Asian-American cast. Th- that, that's not going to help. It's only going to make things worse. It really needs to change in a way that, that is reflected by the Oscars, not led by the Oscars. That said, Last night, you know, was a step in the right direction. Let's see if they can keep it going. All right. Jackie, bring us home. All right. So, you know, I thought this year's Oscars was one of the better Oscars. Um, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, despite, like, Chris Evans's his I, – I don't know if I should say mannerisms or just his character or whatever. Um, but, yeah, just going off of what Eric said, too, like, I don't want – like them to make the mistake of okay well we need to have more diverse people so let's give people who don't deserve the job let's get or let's let's give them these roles based on um race rather than merit um so i do hope like more movies you know come out with like diverse diverse casts and everything and they, they get a shot um at you know getting an oscar so um that's that's what i want um I know, and I know I should have probably covered it in the last thing that you said, but um, there's this movie coming out called Birth of a Nation, and it's actually about... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nat Which was Turner. the big one at Sundance. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm really hoping that that is the one that, that that's one that gets recognition, because I think that'll be... If it's done well, it'll it'll go places, and I think that might be have a shot at Oscars. And with the, sure. the movies that get the early buzz, obviously you can't tell, but that's mm-hmm. already being touted right, as like one right. of the most important mm-hmm. films of the year. So I'm actually glad you mentioned that yeah. as well. Um, all right, that that does it. Thanks to our guests, Jackie McGriff, Eric Van Dusen, Jeremy Reich. Wait, did I say that? I said that wrong. Right. Reich. <laughs> but you got Jeremy right, right? Yeah. I got Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy Reich. So now your mom's going to be angry. Now she won't listen to it again. <laughs> I can't even say the last name. All right, you can subscribe to Movies on a Microphone on thelittle.org. You can also follow us on all the social medias. Check out our newsletter. You can sign up right on our website. Um, that's where you can get info on upcoming screenings. Uh, some of the upcoming movies we have in March, it's a good lineup. Uh, we have Mustang, Only Yesterday from Studio Ghibli, uh, The Club, Heart of a Dog, Cemetery of Splendor, The Bronze, a very interesting comedy. The Bronze is coming? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> he was not paid to say that. No, no. We're also but... getting Night of Cups, Terrence yes, Malick, yeah, Kristen Bell. Uh, and we have special screenings of Psycho, you may have heard of it, and Five <laughs> Easy Pieces with Jack Nicholson. Movies in a Microphone is brought to you by WXXI and the Little Theater. Remember, it's always a good time to take a little break.